Welcome to Take a Wonder with Shebs, the show that features some of the biggest travel bloggers, TV and radio personalities and journalists from all around the world. Each show aims to take my guest on a wonder and uncover topics that may not be discussed on their platforms or in the media, whether that's the state of travel blogging and journalism as it is today, or whether there's enough diversity within the industry. Perhaps what impact technology and social media have had on content creation, or in general the impact of current affairs on the industry. I also try and find out the journey behind each individual's success, as this is more important to me than the actual travel. This episode aired on the 3rd of August 2020 on my YouTube channel, and I spoke to travel photographer David Toza. David spoke to me about his incredible photography and his love for wildlife, We also spoke about zoos and whether animal conservation is right, all of that and much more. Hi David, thank you for joining me, how are you? Hey Shabs, very good, yourself? Doing very good, thank you very much. It's uh, another day to talk to someone about their travel, so it's always good. How's uh, COVID been for you? Um, How are things with you in general? I I work very much from home usually, so it didn't uh, change much, Um, but it cut a little bit on my travels, so I have to say uh, it's been uh, a a few frustrations, but uh, for the past uh, two weeks I've been able to come back home, so uh, so at the moment doing doing very good. And uh, whereabouts are you based? In Barcelona, Spain. Obviously Spain was quite a hit, you know, a a hit uh, country. Do you think it's wise for people to travel uh, once borders open or should people wait for a couple of months to see how things go um in terms of uh i i know that for example now they're reconfining some regions of spain so definitely hasn't like covid is not behind uh behind spain or behind any european country i'd say so i wouldn't really recommend people to to travel uh except maybe locally or to try to avoid uh, maximum contacts but uh, taking planes flying, for example, or taking uh, uh, crowded trains, I, I wouldn't recommend it. That's what I think as well. I think if we've waited for this long and they're starting to get things back to normal now, why not just wait a couple more months, see how it goes, give it until maybe end of September, early October? Because what you don't want is going back to square one, I don't think anyone can sort of hack that for another, you know, three months or whatever. So my, my advice as well, exactly the same thing as you just said, wait for at least a couple more months. I know people are desperate to get away, give it at least another couple more months. How did it all start for you then with the travel? Um, did you, was it something that you did as a kid with your parents? You know, how did it all begin for you? Uh, yeah, actually, I, uh, I I don't even remember uh, my first travel. Um, I have some flash as a very young age uh, of uh, Morocco because this is where my parents used to uh, uh, to travel when I when I was a kid, um, and I I traveled since with them first, and then then on my own, and then I expatriated myself um, a couple of times. And I started photography in my uh, travels maybe seven or eight years ago. So wait, I, I've I've always travelled much. Like really, this is it's always been in my uh, uh, in my year planning. As you said, your your first trip would have been as you said it was in Morocco. You said that you can remember. This is I, I'm I'm talking about when I was maybe three or four years old. Uh, wow! So it's really, just just flash of uh, of uh, markets and uh, and and swimming pools. Um, but the 
I mean, the, the first real travel I can I can remember, I was I was much older. Is obviously during a certain time my parents stopped traveling because they had uh, young kids. Yeah. Um, and the first trip I can really properly remember is probably United States. Um, I think I was about twelve or thirteen, and my you know my younger brother was was old enough, so my parents thought they could. Uh, they could go on a on a road trip, and um, if I remember correctly, we went through Nevada, Utah, and Arizona, something like this, like in, in that region. And uh, and for for a preteen, it's it's just perfect. You have like uh, motels and burgers and, and theme parks in Las Vegas, so it was a really a, a great experience that I actually remember. Um, obviously, if I if I did that whole trip again today, I would do it completely differently, uh, but it's still. Like very good memories. Which trip would you say got you really hooked? Would you say it was that trip in America, or would you say it was? I, I I'd say I'd say so. That's that's the first time I I felt like I I was uh, like really like enjoying the adventure, like the going from a place to another and to see a, an amazing thing after after another. Um, it's a bit hard to to answer with certainty because I like had a lot of. Uh, uh, dawning realization since was was all the trips in in Africa or in India, but I would say that's the first one that that got me hooked into it. Yeah, what is it that it appeals to you when you travel? I'd say I travel for an experience, and I try. And this is obviously a, a point that I don't think I could ever um, ever reach. I try to look for uh, authentic experience. Uh, the more I travel, and the less I. I tend to go in a beaten path and do things that, like you can you can see everywhere pictures you will see everywhere and take the same pictures and go to the same places and eat the same food. Um, I try to discover something that I didn't know existed. Basically, you started to. I mean, your some of your photographies, by the way. I've seen, I mean, there's there's a picture of a gorilla that's in Uganda, or right. I don't know which country it was. Is it Uganda? The, the, the picture of the gorilla in Uganda is unreal. I mean, it's probably one of the best pictures I've seen in a very long time. I mean... Thanks. Where, where did you get the eye for... I mean, did you take photography lessons? Did you do it in school? I mean, my... Uh, my fascination for photography is, I mean, I did a degree in art, you know, I did a lot of photography, videography, but to see that and, and think to capture that image, I mean, where did you, where did you learn your, your craft? Uh, I've been, I've been uh, completely soft. Um, I, I opened studio with other photographers so I could exchange and, uh, on, on skills and on different uh, ways of processing images and, and taking pictures. But pretty much uh, self-taught uh, i've done it for a long time and it's been quite a difficult path um to uh, reach this level where i, I could uh, do uh, uh, proper wildlife pictures um but i'm yeah i, le- I learned from uh, i learned from youtube like anything else <laughs> absolutely that's the way to go forward these days isn't it and some of the places as you you said you've been to africa what is it that is appealing to you about africa what is it that that sort of thing. So I want to go back and back and back. I see, and, and this might be from my, my own culture, but I see Africa as uh, the place where you still have authenticity, like it's still genuine because you don't have um, as many tourists going there. Obviously you have South Africa and, and, and Zanzibar or Victoria Falls with, that is pretty touristy, but 
you still have a lot of places that are not crowded with tourism. So it's, it always appeared to me as the most uh, genuine place on the planet uh, from a touristic or photographic uh, point of view. Um, I've been there for the first time maybe a, a little bit of 10 years ago to Togo. Uh, and it fascinated me because uh, I mean, we were, I was, I was with a group of friends and we were the only Westerners there. And that was the first time I felt like literally that I was living something that was a little bit uh, exclusive and, and, and authentic. Um, since then, I, in 2008, I, uh, I, I made a six-month break uh, in my day job in order to take time to properly travel in the way I, I was envisioning. Uh, and obviously, it's no surprise, I, I, went, I went back to Africa to do a, a road trip from um, Cape Town, uh, South Africa, to Nairobi, Kenya. So uh, we crossed nine countries in, in five months. And that was really the experience we were, we were looking for in terms of, as you mentioned, food, meeting people, uh, seeing landscapes. I mean, we, we've seen amazing landscapes and wildlife in, in places that we've never heard about uh, before and that no one still have, have heard about in, uh, back home in Europe. So, um, so that was the longest trip there. And since, since then, uh, I came back a couple of times in uh, Uganda, Mozambique, and, and most recently Uganda where uh, I stayed with my partner for three months during lockdown. Africa as a country itself gets a lot of bad press and you've probably seen the beauty of places where people just don't go to it. And I think that is what, as a traveler like yourself, is our job really to educate people and get them to see a country in in, in a different light. And I think... As I said to you, some of your pictures, I mean, alone, it, it speaks volumes. So actually, one question I want to ask you, actually, it's quite a specific question when it comes to zoos, because I don't specifically like zoos since I went to the safari. Because seeing the animals free in the wild, and when you see them all caged up, and they're, you know, going around in circles... And when people say, oh, the animals are dangerous because, you know, they'll attack you. Well, the reason why they're going to attack you is because they're in a confined space and they're in a confined space for such a long time that, of course, they're going to try and break out. If you, if you stick a human being in a, in a, in a prison, they're going to try and break out, aren't they? So, but when I went to the safari for the first time, we went near like the, the lions and the, the rhinos. And they never touched you. I mean, they knew you were on their territory. But because they were free, you know, they're, they're not dangerous animals. I mean, what is your th- what is your take on zoos then now that, that you've done so much wildlife? Um, I'm definitely not a big fan of zoos. Uh, I can't remember visiting one in the past 20 or maybe even 30 years. Um, I'm pretty much against, especially for big animals. Uh, this said, I don't really know how I, what would be my opinion on, on aquariums and those places where you have tiny animals mm. that in the wild have a very small territory. Uh, whether it's okay or not, I'm, I'm not very sure about how I feel about it. But I definitely um, don't like to see an elephant or an orca or a gorilla in uh, confined in the zoo. This is, this is a big no-no for me. I think 
someone will someone will always say, well, I can't go to Africa. I don't have the money to go to Africa or I just can't afford it. Well, affordability is the reason why zoos are great for this sort of stuff. But then I get why there is zoos and obviously it, it allows people to see the animals if they can't get to these sort of countries. But I'm with you when it comes to, yes, you know, they shouldn't be in a lot, especially the big ones as well, like the gorillas and stuff. They should be in the wild. You know, they're not designed to be, you know, um, they're, short, they're definitely going to be drugged and everything to make sure that they don't go wild. And I don't think that's right. And I, I, th- I think, again, the, the less, I mean, it took years and years and years before they stopped using animals in circuses. So maybe eventually they might say to, you know, the, another argument is, like rhino poaching and you know rhinos being killed. I don't know whether you saw it the other day actually in Botswana there was like a hundred elephants that got killed. Um, someone might say, well, if they were in zoos, we can preserve them and we can you know keep their population and they're not going to become extinct. But then, I don't yeah, know. I don't really buy into into the the conservation role of zoos. Um, that might very well be scientifically studied. Um, but I I don't think it's it's any positive to maintain life in confinement because humans are destroying it. So basically, the reason why you would want to protect uh, rhinos or elephants is because you have poachers, and I don't think the solution is to keep elephants or rhino behind bars. It's rather I would I would rather getting rid of of poaching. Uh, so I don't really want to see zoos as a solution to a problem that should be solved differently. Um, regarding the point you made of affordability, it's it's obvious. Um, people without means can't have access to wildlife, uh, can't have access to a lot of amazing experience, uh, going to the ocean or diving or traveling or all of this. Uh, but it doesn't mean that any other being or animal should suffer uh, to compensate for this economical inequality. And this is obviously, in my humble opinion. Well said. Uh, I think uh, I sort of agree with what you're saying there. Your uh, website itself, which you can buy prints. Um, how long have been? How long has it been going for? Do you plan on sort of making it bigger than what it is right now? Uh, I, I would uh, love for it to be bigger, but it's, it's not in, uh, in short-term plans. Um, I, I've always wanted to share my photography um, because I feel it's a way to, uh, to have a, a feeling of a, of a place. Um, for me, a, a proper photography, you don't just see what's, what's on the picture, but you feel how you, you would feel if you were um, in, uh, in, in a specific place. So I've, I've always liked to keep it for me as a like as a memory of, of my travels, but also to, to share it with, with other people. Um, I try to use other platforms like 500 Pixel and Flickr and Facebook and Instagram, but um, that didn't really work for me in the sense that I, I needed to have my own space uh, in a way. So I yeah. created my, my own website and I uh, decided to start monetizing photography in the lack of a better uh, word uh, just in order for this activity to sustain itself um, I don't pretend to live off photography I think it's very difficult when you're a traveler or a wildlife photographer 
but at least to um, to sustain this activity, photography and travel photography is very expensive. It's secret for no one. So uh, I started selling prints in order to be able to continue traveling and with those uh, with those sales. You obviously said that you used your own website, and that's where you can get your bulk of your work. Um, social media obviously is a, is a big place where you can potentially get noticed for your work. Um, you don't necessarily post as much on social media uh, as you as other people might do. Do you class yourself as a as a traveler who's a photographer rather than someone that's just a content creator? And I've done pieces with other people about this where you know it, you could lose yourself if you start just posting stuff because you know someone's going to pay you a dollar. Um. Yeah, I think if if I if I wanted to uh, to be paid for my photography, I would probably do a weddings or uh, or food photography. I I see myself as a photographer first uh, and not as a content creator. But it doesn't mean I uh, I have to be a, a miserable artist and not live off it. Uh, if if people do enjoy my art, I'm very happy for uh, to get prints sold. Uh, but my priority is to focus on the quality of the photography rather uh, than the bankability of of the photography. I don't I don't want to take photography because I know they will they will sell. I, I like to take photography as I feel they should be taken, and then if someone likes them, then it's it's I'm very happy again for for people to to buy it. I am not too present on social media as as you highlighted for that very reason. Um, in the sense that I don't really want my photography to be quickly consumed, but I'd rather uh, to uh, attract people that are interested in photography that would uh, like to spend time in in, uh, in watching nice photography to come to my website and spend a lot of time on there and see what I have to offer. Very good point you just made there where you don't want to be seen as obviously you can do it. I mean, your pictures, from what I've seen, like for example, like that that gorilla picture that I saw, it there's a story behind it, and I like profiles really. And I've, the guest I've asked to come on is when you start telling stories from your photography, and I think that's more meaningful than someone just just dishing out constantly contents. And you think to yourself. Well, what's the story behind it? You see, if you're just constantly just rolling out just pictures after pictures after pictures, or you know, what, what's the? There's no nothing behind it. You see, so I think sometimes when you post one picture, I think that's more meaningful than, as I just said to you, someone rolling out about a hundred pictures. Because I would rather wait for the next picture to come out. I'm like, you know what? I'm waiting for David's next post because he's got some stories to tell. You see, the pandemic has been, you know hard on a lot of people um what have you sort of learned from it um sort of on a career wise um personally what have you learned from it um i spent the lockdown in in uganda uh, where i was planning to uh, work um, on assignment so there's been a lot of frustration to be on location but without being able to take pictures um, I think as many photographers, I, uh, I took the time to go back and edit previous shots. I took the time to work on, on my website. So this is very much uh, offline uh, work done. Um, 
But I think, and, and also like many people, I saw the crisis as a, a warning concerning our lifestyle. And, uh, and I started thinking about uh, my impact as a traveler. Traveling nowadays, you do a lot of flying, you take pictures, everything goes very, very quick. You can fly somewhere, stay two days, stay three days, uh, come back with a nice picture that you share. We are inspiring people in, in, uh, in traveling to, uh, to different places. And, uh, and I started thinking that, yeah, flying from place to place for the sake of a good shot was maybe not such a good idea. And also as a photographer, um, I felt like I had the responsibility somehow to uh, inspire to travel in a place rather than another. And uh, um, you could either induce mass tourism in, in uh, posting nice shots of Santorini or you could encourage sustainable tourism uh, through local traveling. And uh, this is a bit what orientated my, uh, my next traveling plans. Exactly the same with me. Um, there has to be an urge to go somewhere and, and to do it for... You can't... I, I couldn't just get on. I know some borders have opened up. I can't just go to those countries because of the sake of it. it has, there has to be something behind it for me always. Potentially in the next 10 years, people will get sick of what they're seeing and thinking, you know what, we'd rather see something more authentic. You know, we'd rather see David's picture, you know, because it's so authentic, you know. So hopefully... That I would love if people could uh, start thinking like this, Chavis. I would, uh, I would be the first delighted. You've mentioned Africa. Where are some of your favorite places then? Uh, South America, Brazil. Uh, I lived there for, for five years and I don't think I've seen a, a tenth of uh, what it had to offer. Um, why, is, why is Brazil so, has been so impactful in your, in your life? Um, as a country, it's, it's so diverse and so rich, um, not in, just in terms of nature, but uh, you had loads of different cultures, lo loads of different colors, really, loads of different um, uh, music and people. It's, it's really a country that... Uh, I enjoy traveling too. So if, if you were to go back and live somewhere, would it be Brazil? Hard to answer this one, uh, Shebs. I, I don't think I could have. A, I don't think I have a favorite place to live. I, um, I definitely enjoyed some traveling uh, better than others. Uh, I'm more a nature uh, person than city person. So uh, mm -hmm. uh, if if a country has to offer amazing uh, uh, architecture, Dubai is a good example. Dubai is, mm -hmm. is the architecture is is stunning, but this is not my. This is not my field. This is not yeah. my vibe. So I'd rather go to a country that is full of nature. Um, uh, South America is 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 one place. Africa is another. So this is where I would usually uh, um, like to travel. Do you do, do you do? Is it solo traveling you do, or do you go with someone, or is it with a group, or how do you travel? Um, I've done a, little, a bit of uh, of solo travel, uh, which is very good for uh, taking decisions because. Uh, uh, the decision is quickly taken, but I, I get a bit bored sometimes. Like uh, the time could be very long if you, uh, on an evening, for example, if you're traveling solo. So my my best setup is is two people. I, I enjoy traveling uh, with my girlfriend Sophie or, or with my friend Adrian. Uh, we've done a lot of, of uh, travels together, and uh, but no groups. I'm I'm really not a big fan of uh, having to manage everyone's tantrum, so I'm. <laughs> it's either is there solo or, or two people max yeah. great that you said that you're in a relationship because when i've spoken to people on my show in the past 
majority of the of the travelers are mainly single and uh, so it's good to it's good that you've got a, a balance in that i mean does your girlfriend obviously travel quite a bit and is into traveling as well then yes she does um yeah. traveled together the past uh, past three years you mentioned before about some of the foods that you what is some of your favorite food would you say um i i, I wouldn't pinpoint uh one unique food experience uh, as i had uh, i had many i i could pinpoint a bad food experience this definitely i i remember um being invited to um a, a barbecue in vietnam where they would uh, grill uh, living animals uh shrimps or uh yeah that's that's pretty much the face i i made uh, in, in that restaurant and uh, and I, i became a vegetarian shortly after and this was really uh, really a traumatizing experience wow so from that just one experience you decided to you know what this is too much um, it's it, it was it was it was a process obviously when you make uh, those big changes in your life and but but southeast asia and the way uh, animals are treated uh, was definitely the turning point uh, this barbecue evening was one of them i had a couple of visits of of uh, live animals markets uh, which ended up with my uh, was my decision making but uh, yeah that was There was maybe a couple of months or three months before, and that definitely uh, uh, helped taking the decision. I mean, I've not eaten beef for 20 odd years. I saw a cow in front of me sort of get um, well, slaughtered to be eaten. And ever since then, I just remember the smell and everything that put me off eating, you know, cow meat for, for the rest of my life. And I'd like to, I mean, I've tried going sort of vegan veggie and you know I, i go through a period and i just go back and i think ideally you know uh, a, a veggie life or a vegan life is is a great way forward and i do i love animals as well um the wildlife and everything just a quick fire round uh, just just to make it a bit more fun what's one thing that you can't travel without uh my scarf it's good juju good luck and when you travel do you prefer hotels or hostels or airbnbs uh definitely not airbnbs it would be three days hostels for meeting people and experience and one day hotel to uh, have a me time would you say you like street food or restaurant food street food good answer and uh, lastly are you a wine man or are you an, are you a beer man i'm a wine man i'm i'm french chefs come on <laughs> <laughs> of course absolutely we've come to the end of our chat um Great. david it's been Thanks amazing having you no problem it's been amazing having you on and i think it's you've highlighted quite a lot of things there where hopefully people have taken away and think you know what he has a point there so i uh, appreciate you coming on and uh i always say this world is too small i'm sure we'll cross our paths and uh, we'll meet and um yeah and thank you very much for coming on david thanks chaps for having me have a good afternoon you can follow my guests on all of their social media platforms the details are in the description that's it for take a wonder with shebs don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms until next time bye for now